the activity of our limbs. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up in our right mind. Hallelujah, Jesus. Sing to him. It doesn't matter what you sing. It doesn't even have to be a real song. Just make up something to say to the Father. He wants to hear from you. Lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. Lift your voice to him. Hallelujah. 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 bless your name Jesus simply because you're worthy glory to your name glory to your name hallelujah thank you for your mercy and your grace thank you for being so good to us Father hallelujah Nobody can do what you do. There's no one like you. Hallelujah. All power is in your hands. Hallelujah. All power is in your hands. Hallelujah. To thee we ascribe all glory, honor, and praise. To thee we ascribe all glory, honor, and praise. Hallelujah. It's a privilege to sing to your name. Hallelujah. It's a privilege to sing your praise. Thank you for the breath to praise you. Thank you for the breath to praise you. Thank you for the mind to praise you. Thank you for the energy to praise you. Thank you for the strength I have to praise you. Thank you, Lord, that I can lift my hands. Hallelujah. Thank you that I can lift my voice and sing your praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that I can stand up on my feet and give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the mind to praise you in the midst of all my circumstances, Lord. Thank you because you're still worthy, Jesus. There's no one like you, Lord. All power is in your hands, hallelujah. All knowledge is in your mind, hallelujah. Your ways are not like our ways. Your thoughts are not like our thoughts, hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, we recognize, God, that there is nobody like you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are the only one true God. You are the only one true God. You are the only one and true God. You are the only one and true God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we say hallelujah. Lord, we say hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless your name, Jesus. We are honored to be in your presence, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for getting us here. Thank you, Lord, for traveling mercies. Thank you, Father, for breath in our bodies and blood running warm in our veins. Thank you, Father, for everything, God, that you brought us through just this week, just this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There is nobody like you, God. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we honor you. We bless your name. Thank you for your presence, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to your mighty name, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We honor you this morning. We honor you, Father, with our presence here. We honor you, Lord, with our breath. We honor you, Lord, with the raising of our hands, Father, and the clapping of our hands and the movement of our feet and the movement of our bodies because all of that is just because of you, Lord, and we recognize that. We can't do anything without you, Father, and we honor you and we bless your name and we pray that you are honored this morning. Hallelujah. Be honored by our praise, Lord. Be honored by our praise live amongst our praise dwell among us father in the name of Jesus glory to your holy name you are holy God you are holy Lord you're holy you're holy you're holy you are worthy you are awesome and you are mighty and you are matchless God hallelujah hallelujah thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah Jesus well by the looks of it you have survived 100% of whatever you dealt with this week. Is anybody grateful for that? Did anybody deal with something this week, just this week? And we don't know from, from week to week, when we choose songs and we are consulting God, what song are we to sing on Sunday, Lord? What do you want us to sing? Sometimes we don't know the impact that these songs are going to have on even us. We're up here leading and everything, and that's, that's cute and that's fine. But just like everybody here, we deal with stuff day in and day out. And so me personally, what I'm telling you today, I had to live through this week. I had to live through it. We're introducing a new song today. We're going to sing that one a little bit later. But the reason I'm telling you this now is because... <coughs> That song contains declarations. And the way that that relates to me saying you've survived 100% of what you went through this week is because things talk to us all the time. Life talks to us all the time. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not going to get the promotion. You're not going to be approved for that application. You're not, it's not going to work out for you. Eh, you missed your window. Too late. Sorry. <sighs> Maybe next time. Oh, just not you. Somebody... Do you hear things like this throughout the week? Yeah, yeah. You failed again. You did it again. You messed up again. You might as well give it up. Did anybody hear any of that this week? I heard a lot of that this week. And so I had to call on the name of the Lord. Even if you can't sing it at the top of your lungs, whisper his name. His name is the sun that breaks through the darkness whisper his name if that's all you got strength for in that moment say it anyway do it anyway if you got to say it through tears do it anyway because gradually your voice is going to get louder and before you know it you're going to be declaring the name of the Lord do you know the power of the name you are declaring it doesn't matter if you start off quiet 
Just do it. He's going to give you the strength. Just keep doing it. And he's going to give you the strength. You're going to get louder and you're going to get louder. So today we are going to celebrate the name of the Lord because it is a strong tower. We can run into it and be safe. That is our hiding place. If we don't have anything else, we have the name of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus. So we are going to celebrate his name today. But I'm going to warn you. On that second song, you're going to have to get louder. You're going to have to get louder because we're going to be talking back to some stuff. We're going to talk back today. We're going to talk back. It's quiet in here now, but we're going to talk back. We're going to talk back. You know why? Because the stuff that we deal with, it has no problem shouting at us. It has no problem telling us what it thinks of us. But it doesn't have the right to do that. But it's being defiant. So we're going to be defiant too. We're going to be defiant in Jesus' name because we have the God-given authority to do so. So we're going to celebrate his name, we're going to lift up his name, and we're going to declare our victory in Jesus' name. Y'all ready? All right. Is great. 
Hallelujah. Lord, we declare the greatness of your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lara, could you give me one second? Hallelujah. Y'all hear that, right? Did you hear that? That means y'all got, come on. Because listen, I don't know what you deal with, but the stuff I deal with, I got to, I have to declare the kingdom of heaven suffer with what? Violence and the, we take it by force. When God is fighting on our behalf, we're not just over in the corner cowering like, oh, get him, God, get him. So, that's, not, that's not what we're supposed to do. You know what we're on the sidelines doing while he's fighting? Yes! Hallelujah! Lord, you're worthy. You are victorious. That's what we're to do. And so because my stuff shouts at me like that, I shout back. So we're going to shout back. Okay, now. We understand that you don't know this song. You may have never heard it. But you can hear all the songs that we sing on the CCB, right? On the link tree. On the link tree, on the CCB. Yes. All right. You can check out all of the songs that we sing on the link tree, on the CCB. Okay? So don't be intimidated because you don't know the words to the song. There's a part that you can sing with no problem. Y'all ready? You hear what he's playing? This is your part. Oh, can you do that? Oh, 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 that's it. That's easy. That's easy, right? Yeah. We can do that. So when that part comes, I want you to give it everything you got. Embarrass yourself. That's all you got to be responsible for this time. And next time we, we're passing the mic around and we're going to do solos and all But this week, that's all you're responsible for. So let it if, it, if you feel the joy and the victory rising up in you, let it come out of your mouth. Out of our belly is supposed to flow rivers of living water. Water is replenishing, water is refreshing, water is good, water is strengthening. That's what it's supposed to do. That's already inside of you. So let it do all those things while you're singing this song. All right? Everybody ready? Okay. Now some of y'all got heels on, so maybe you shouldn't jump. But if you can do that, go ahead and do that. But jump around, move around, lift your arms, walk around, run around. Pastor John can't contain himself already. Okay, so if that's what you feel, that's the joy of the Lord. Let it out. Let yourself go. 
Where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and freedom. And you don't have to be embarrassed about how you praise your God, especially here. Especially here. All right, y'all ready? Yeah. They not ready. That was lackluster. Are y'all ready? Listen, we're going to go with, with or without you. I'm just going to tell you now. I got stuff to do. I got stuff to overcome. I got stuff I got to fight when I leave back out of here. Okay? Because it followed me to the door. And it defied me. And it, it tried to tell me, don't go in there. Ain't nothing for you in there. I came anyway because the devil is a liar. Okay? And this is how we fight our battles, is it not? This is it. So we're going to fight today. I hope you came to fight. Pastor Ron said you don't put armor on for what, just to look pretty, right? Armor is for something. You got to fight. So y'all going to fight? Can we fight? Do you have any fight in you? Whatever you got left, we'll take it. Whatever you got left, we'll take it. We're going to fight together. Hallelujah. Ready? Come on. Let me hear you. To the mountains that I face, there's one name that's higher. To the empires of our age, there's one name that's greater. To the giants in my way, there's one name that's higher. To the evil that prevails, there's one name that's greater. There's one name that's greater. Jesus, you're the name of all names. Over my fears, over the storms, I'm gonna sing. Jesus is Lord, and Jesus, you're the name of our names. Here in the night, and at the dawn, I'm gonna sing that Jesus is Lord. To the burden of my shame, there's one name that's higher. To the battles that still rage, there's one name that's greater. To the doubts, to the doubts that steal my faith, there's one name that's higher. To the idols that enslave, there's one name that's greater. There's one name that's greater. And Jesus, you're the name of
stops inches away from hitting a light pole. We both walked out, made it to work that day, did a full day of work. My wife Lisa was like, I don't know, how did that happen? What, what's going on? I said, you don't remember? She said, I don't. The one thing in her fear that she said was Jesus. It's the name that quiets the storm. It's the name that settles our minds. It's the light that finds us in the dark. If you don't know the name, get familiar with it. Own it. Repeat it. 
good father. You may not know that. It took me a long time to understand what good and father, what those two words together meant. But he sits on the throne and he adores us. My middle one came in today and she was ready to sing. She was ready to give praise. She didn't know. She's just like, I'm ready to dance, daddy. I'm ready to sing, give me a microphone. I'm gonna pray, but I don't want my voice to be the only one praying. You know your situation, your circumstance specifically. And if you don't know it, you're like, man, I'm in the gray. Get familiar with that name of Jesus. There we follow, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you are in control. Lord, I pray right now for the removal of lies. For the restoration of minds right now. Fear, you are not welcome here. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. Knit, heal, and settle. Church, I don't hear you. Today, Father, we come boldly, trusting you with our situation, trusting you with our yes right now, knowing, God, that you will see us through. Shayla said it. You're on the battlefield. We're giddy. Lord, I pray for a childlike spirit to fall upon this place right now of anticipation, of desire, of dreams. Lord, I pray, Lord, that anything that has been marked up against anyone here today, that the enemy has forged in the fire, will melt away today by the mighty name of Jesus. We pray for the renewal of minds and hearts, Father. We pray for bold miracles today. Lord, you are not done. Thank you, Father, that you meet us where we are, but you take us along. Lord, I pray for ready feet. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good morning, church. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. Are you fired up? Are you fired up? I said this before, man. Praise comes before the battle. God's on our side and we have victory. I'm out there throwing stones. I'm out there barking at you. What? You coming against me and mine? Do you know who's on the white horse? If you're online, thank you for joining us. You can have a seat, guys. Kids are with us, elementary youth are with us today. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Kevin, along with my wife Lisa and I, we're the kids and family pastors here at Connect. Uh, but if you're online, thank you for joining us. We're happy that you're with us, tuning in. And we are gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna share today. We're both sharing today. I'll share the title. Is everybody ready for the title of today's sermon? 
It's a very long, complicated, very theological title. Are you guys ready? Is it might be up? Yeah, don't put it on the screen yet then so that, you know, the, it can be so impactful when I say it. It is three words, I think, if I got that right. Are you tired? Very, I told you, right, it's going to be very deep. Put up your hand this morning if you feel tired, right? Now, put up your hand if you don't just feel tired, but you feel, this is like that biblical word, you feel weary. Is there anyone in here today that feels weary? Well, that is our title today, and we are going to be looking at Isaiah chapter 40, verse 29 to 31. We have something that has blessed us, church, and we hope it blesses you this morning. So come on up, Kevin. Let's get started. All right, we're getting started. We're fired up, right? Um, So I'm going to share something with you guys. It will probably change your perception of us once I share this with you guys. Lisa and I are bird watchers. Like, I mean, we stop in conversation to talk about birds. Uh, We once were having lunch out on our deck and there was a bird that was on the side, it was a robin that was injured and that was our afternoon. We just monitored the robin, was he gonna make it? It was like mission impossible. Like other birds came, we we were glued in to the whole thing, right? So like we are out there, we got cardinals, blue jays, robins, Woodpecker, I'll stop. You guys, I'm losing you guys already. You're like, man, this guy's about to talk about all these birds. You better stop it. But we also have birds that everybody knows, right? Like seagulls. You got this. Hit me there with the seagull. Bam. We all know that bird. It terrorizes the boardwalk in Ocean City. Like you, you need to have a strategy if you decide to get some chicky and peats, right? Like you need to know I'm going from here to there. Are you doing, like, I've done the thing where I'm, like, just walking underneath all the spots, just just trying not to get those seagulls. Seagulls, man, seagulls are a a jealous bird. No, seriously. They only care about what others have. Seagulls are scavengers by nature. They live upon trash mounds. They'll hover around different things. That's why they like food. But they're so about themselves and what they need that they'll even take other seabirds' eggs and chickens, and they'll eat them, or chicks, and they'll eat them. The next bird we have here is the people online. Do they see this? Do they see me pointing feverishly? Going to show the next bird? Can we guess this one? What's that? Ooh, turkey vulture. There we go, turkey vulture. See, vultures are, and I'm not doing this. This isn't like name the bird. This is like not the worst quiz show ever. It's also not me trying to tell you to identify which bird you are. But vultures, man, you know vultures, their wings aren't actually made for them to like, they they can't flap a lot. Like, the only thing that they rely on the soar is, like, thermal heat. So that's why they're always looking for hot spots to fly over. 
And they've also created themselves to have uh, a lot of acid in their stomach because vultures eat dead things. They're not even committed to the hunt. They'll wait around and pick on the carcasses of others' victories. All right, next bird. Oh, there's a, who wants to tell me what that bird is? A chicken, it's a chicken. I feel like you can't say chicken without feeling like you're about to. Chickens, man, chickens are like socially aware. Like chickens can remember up to 100 faces and they can like sense emotions. Like they can sense like if you are happy or if you're upset. If you're sad, they're very emotionally tuned, right? But one thing about chickens is that they hate to be isolated. They love to be in crowds. That's why anybody that has a chicken does not have one. The only issue with that is once they find themselves in a crowd, they just follow it. They don't know how to lead a crowd. They just follow the crowd. Next bird. Oh. What's this one? There we go, a parrot. Man, if you've ever been around a parrot like for like five minutes, you are like, what's that Run DMC song? You talk too much. Homeboy, you never shut up. I said you talk too much. Homeboy, you never shut up. That's what the parrot is. Parrot is just talking, talking. They like crackers as well, but they talk and they talk. They mimic. Can you show me the next bird, please? What bird is this? You see how that eagle's soaring? God's word doesn't tell us to be like the seagull. It doesn't tell us to be like the vulture or the chicken or the parrot. It tells us to be like the eagle. It says in his word that we are called to soar with wings as eagles. Isaiah 40, 29, 31. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and Amen. not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Right, church? Isn't that a powerful verse? So like we said at the start this morning... Maybe you feel tired, right? And not just the, I need a 10th cup of coffee tired, right? I feel like every day I'm like, I just need like another cup of coffee. But maybe you feel weary today. Kids, maybe you feel tired because you're still struggling with that subject at school and you're tired of still struggling with math or whatever it may be. Students, maybe you're feeling tired because you keep messing up at home and your parents keep saying, you need to do better. Why are you still doing this? And you're feeling tired because you're still not getting it right. Grown-ups, you big people here, maybe you're feeling tired because you keep trying to be a better parent, right? And then you mess up, apart from me, obviously, because, you know, if you need to know how to be a parent, perfect parent come to me. I never mess up. Not at all, right? You want to be a better friend. 
you want to be a better spouse. You're like, God, I'm trying. I'm going to be a better wife. I'm going to be a better person. Maybe you want to be a better Christian. Maybe you're standing in faith for something here this morning. Maybe it's for healing, addiction. Maybe you just are like, God, I just keep messing up with this Christian thing. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. I'm going to do better. And yet, we keep failing. We keep feeling tired from trying, right? Does anyone in here sometimes feel tired from all the trying? I have felt like that, to be honest, recently. I'm like, God, I'm just tired. I, I feel like I should be better. I need to do this better. I need to be a better parent. I've just messed up again, God. And then what happens? We so often look to this verse in Isaiah, right? We go to this verse, but you know what we do so often, people? I know this is what I do. We jump over the bit that says, those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. And we jump right to, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. And we say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to mount up as an eagle, right? I'm going to do better. I'm, I've got this. I'm going to soar. I'm going to fly. I'm going to be a better parent. I'm going to be a better wife. I'm going to be a better Christian. But we've jumped over the main part. We've jumped over the part that says, they that wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. And we keep trying to do it in our own effort. Right, church? Can you relate? And so today, we are going to look at that verse, and we are going to take a look at the eagle, because the Bible uses it a lot. Why does God use the eagle to describe us? So let's look at a few interesting things about the eagle. Number one, the eagle is one of the very few birds that does not flap, flap, flap his wings to fly but instead they soar, they glide. In fact, it says that eagles often only spend less than two minutes an hour flapping their wings. They can go for hours, hours just gliding. Wouldn't that be amazing? Maybe when we go to heaven, I'll be like, God, could I like just for a few minutes be like that eagle and just glide? Wouldn't that be so cool? Just like that. Wouldn't you love to be like that in life too? Like I get up today, I had my cup of coffee, and then I just glided. I just soared through the day. I dealt with the kids. I dealt with work. I had no argument with my husband, and I just glided on through the day. Wouldn't that be great, right? So that is what's so powerful about the eagle. And what's the secret? How can they do that? They find the air currents. They find the air currents, and then they just rise on the air currents, right? They just soar like that. And in the Bible, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So church, instead of flapping our wings... We need to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit, just like the eagles catch those air currents. They have a part to play, right? They don't just sit perched and go, come on, air current, come to me and, you know, lift me up. They have a part. They have to lift their arms. They have to move to the air currents. 
And so church, that's the same with us. We need to stay close to God every single day. It is critical. We cannot afford to miss a day. We can't afford it. We have got to stay close to him. We have got to rise with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, let's hear the next interesting thing about the eagle. The next interesting thing about them. This is like groundbreaking. (laughs) They fly really high. There we go. No, I actually, I had, I was fortunate enough, I don't know, that's about 10 years ago, um, a friend of mine uh, who is a pilot invited me to go see golden eagles as they migrated through from Canada to the south, right? And so he, we flew to some random part of PA. I can't tell you about where it was at. Um, and as we landed, I was... We, we landed at the hangar and we started walking through. And as we were walking through, it was like a field. And I said, hey, like, I'm looking for, like, the perch because, like, I have my binoculars to see these eagles. And he's like, oh, no, don't worry about it. We're, we're not going to go to a perch. And I'm like, well, but how can I see the eagles because I have, like, these binoculars? Like, who, nobody ever just travels around binoculars. Like, you're committed to see something if you have binoculars. Like, I just don't have them in my pocket just because... I just want to carry them, right? So we go out, we get out through the hangar, it's a field, and on the field there's a bunch of gliders. Now, I'm not sure if any of you guys are familiar with gliders, but gliders are engineless planes. I know it sounds oxymoronic, but it is a thing. And so he says, the red one's ours. And I say, no, it's not. You better find me a perch, because I got binoculars. So we get in the glider. We get attached to a plane. As we're attached to the plane, I start thinking, I did not tell my wife that this is how the day was going to (laughs) go at all. So we start getting towed and pulled by the plane with the real plane with the engine, and we start going up. We start elevating. This was a Saturday. This was like a very weird Saturday for me. So as we're going up, it hits me. We can't land safely still attached to this plane. It's going to have to let us go. So I get on the headset. I'm like, hey, Dr. McAway, are we good to land? And he said, yeah, we're good. Like, I've only, like, not made it back once or twice. I said, well, how many times have you done this? He said, this is about my fourth time doing, doing this. Exactly. (laughs) You did the quick math. I was still like, wait, what? So we're up there, and all of a sudden, my, my worry, my fear is interrupted by the pilot on the real plane saying, all right, we're letting you go in three, two, one. And we're let go of, and we're gliding, and we're flying through, and I'm still panicking, and all of a sudden, I hear, hey, look out your left. I look out the window, and there's about 80 golden eagles soaring, migrating through. What I noticed through that time is that as they were flying through, everything underneath them seemed so small. The worries in life. 
Eagles can fly as high as 10,000 feet, and at that height, they have great perspective. It has a, they have a clear view of everything coming its way. Peter 5, 8, be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. So often, I fall to the misconception that me and the enemy are eye-level. that I'm even perched on a branch, that it has access to me. God's word says, no, we soar like eagles. That means I have great, I have 10,000 to 20,000 foot perspective on my situation. Church, we need to be aware that the enemy is trying to devour our faith, our families, our relationships. And when we are caught up with the things around us, what people are saying, what we see right in front of us, man, I can't see even past the things that are in front of me. We so often don't realize that the enemy's trying to steal from us. But we fly high. You know how we fly high? We fly high when we fly close to Jesus. Spend time in his presence each day. It gives us better perspective and we are able to be alert for when the enemy is trying to do. So in the midst of that, in the midst of what you hear or what you see, God's word says, press closer to him. We got another interesting fact about an eagle. Hey Amen. We're learning a lot about eagles this morning, right? It's like a little science lesson, it but is. hopefully we are really learning, not just obviously these facts about eagles, but we are learning how to have victory, right? Amen, church? Amen. Is there anyone in here who's like, I'm tired, I'm weary, and I'm just content to just be weary every day, right? No, we long to have freedom. We long to have victory. And so something else that is really, really interesting about eagles is that they're one of the only birds that when there's a storm... They do not go and find cover like most birds do, and they find shade to protect themselves, but they actually fly directly into the storm. And do you know why? It's so interesting. Now I just kind of feel like a bit of a dork up here because I'm like getting like, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. But they fly right into the storm because the storm lifts them higher. It takes them to a place that they would not ordinarily be able to reach. They get to a height that they could not reach in normal weather. Can anyone else relate to that in here this morning, right? Has anyone else been through stuff in life and it draws you to God? Now, in the natural, I'm going to be honest, going through some things, my natural is not... Yes, God. Amen. Thank you for the storm. Thank you that it's taken me higher. Amen. Praise you, God. I'm so grateful for this storm. My, no, my natural is, God, why is this happening? What did I do wrong, God? How can I fix this, God? Just tell me what to do so I can be out of this storm as quickly as possible. Tell me what to do, God. Tell me what to do. Let me out of this storm. Help me, God. Okay, I don't know what to do. Let me go to Netflix. Let me just chill and I'll think about it. Anyone else or is that just me who just wants to go to Netflix, right, and relax and not have to think about it? That's in our natural 
But today, church, we have a choice. We can be like those birds who just go find cover and say, I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to go any higher. I don't want to deal with this storm. Or we can be like the eagle and we can face that storm. In James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, it says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. Now, if I just ended there, that might be like, if you tell me it's, you know, it's good for me to be mature, I'm going to be like, okay, yeah, I don't really love the sound of that, right? I don't really want to be like, I'll go through this so that I can be more mature. But what does the end of the verse also say? It says, and lacking nothing, lacking nothing. Now, I may be okay not maturing. I don't know about you. I know some people like to be very mature, but I'm okay with not being that mature. But lacking? No, I don't want to lack anything in my life. That sounds like a good deal to me. That's what God has for us this morning. So whatever you're facing, if you're facing a storm, I know it can be discouraging. I've been there even just this week. I've been discouraged. I've looked to God to be like, God, I just don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What, just Please just fix this. But then I look to his word, and I see that he has a purpose. And then if I keep pushing into him, he will make it so that I lack nothing. Amen, church? All right. Eagles prepare for the day by preening. That's cleaning their feathers with natural oils, cleaning away dust, dirt, or parasites that will affect its health and its ability to soar. The eagle cleaning each day isn't like us taking a shower, no. It's trying, it's not trying not to smell. It finds that doing this is critical to its health. I don't know about you, but I got a lot of me that I need to get off of myself each day. I'm talking about quiet time in the morning isn't enough. I need to be actively cleaning my feathers. I can have, I'd be like, Lisa, hey, can you watch? I just need more quiet time. She'll be, hey, okay, great. And come out, get in the car, find myself at a yield sign and already lost it. Like, I pretend as if I'm like the last person that ever needs to be saved. Right? Like, I'm like, all right, well, ooh. You've, some of you may have been at a yield with me. I apologize. But the reality is, right, like, we have our, like, we, how are we doing cleaning our feathers? How are we doing getting rid of the parasites that are there to detract us from our full potential. What I love about this is that it's actively doing this because it knows that it wants better. I need to preen at 6 in the morning, 12 p.m., 4 p.m., before the meeting, after the meeting, on the commute, 
to the commute. Somebody asked me once, hey, Kevin, do you listen to anything other than worship? I can't afford to. It's where I'm at. Hebrews 12, 1 says, let us throw off everything that hinders in, in the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance for the race marked out for us. Let us throw off everything that hinders, not some things, not other things, not potential things, not just a sin that I like, don't like, want to hold on to, feel comfortable with, I've made it a friend. It's baggage that you're carrying. Usain Bolt, the fastest man on there, right? He's like a cheetah, right? Like that's what the comparison is. Like, can he beat a cheetah? Like, if you're that fast, you're fast, right? Like when people compare you to like the fastest, like, you know what I'm saying? He's not out there with Timberland boots, jeans, a hoodie, five-pound weights tied to his ankles. He's out there in the, all the light, the thin, the aerodynamics. He's getting rid of everything that hinders him to win the race, not just to be in it. How many of us are at the starting line and we're just happy to be here? We made it. Look, Ma, we're doing it. God's word says, no, we run to win. I want my body to touch the ribbon first. I want to be the Usain Bolt of my generation. Do you want to join me? Remember that there is no condemnation in Christ. But perhaps we need to do a little cleaning and ask God to show us any sins that we need to throw off so that we can be like the eagle. Amen. All right, church, we are at our last main point about an eagle. There's many more. It's so interesting when you look into it and that God uses this because there's many comparisons. But our last one for today is that eagles, to avoid their predators, this is what they do. They fly directly into the sun. Isn't that amazing? Some say that apparently eagles have like these double eyelids that means that they can look directly into the sun. And so one of their biggest predators that come after them is one of the largest birds in the world, the condor. It's this huge bird. But the condor, when it goes after it, it cannot see to catch the eagle because it is blinded by the sun. It cannot go that close to the sun. Church, our enemy, the devil, right? What does the word say? Is prowling about, seeking whom he can defar. We're going through life, and the enemy is not sitting back saying, Oh, I love that you're coming to church. That's great. Oh, I love that you're trying to raise a family to know God. Okay, that's fine. 
Oh, I love that you're trying to have a healthy marriage. Oh, okay. No problem. Right? No. He's saying, "Uh uh-uh. Let me see who's here. Let me see you. Uh, Let me try to break up your marriage. Let me try to get you in an argument this week so that now there's division in your home. Let me try to start making you feel like I have not anointed you to be a parent, that you feel discouraged, that you feel overwhelmed, and now you're just feeling overwhelmed. Oh, you want to be a Christian? Mm, How about you just say, I believe in God, and just take a seat? And don't do anything with that. Hmm? Maybe that's what you should do. But church, guess what? Just like that condor... The enemy cannot face the sun. He cannot face the sun off God today, right? The secret is in us going towards the sun, keeping our eyes on him, right? What does it say in Hebrews 12, verse 2? It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, right? When I hear that verse, I picture us being like this. There's Jesus. Everything else is happening in life, but I'm fixed here. This happens. This happens. I'm fixed here. It's not, I believe in Jesus. I'm trying. I'm just walking about in life. No, I am fixed. Fixed on Jesus. I have my eyes on him so that enemy, yeah, you can try. And yeah, I might get exhausted. And yes, I might be weary. God said it for a reason, right? In the word. God put it there because he knew we would get tired. If you are tired and weary this morning, God knows. He understands. That's why it's in the verse. He knew that we would get weary. I felt weary this week. God was not looking upon me like, Lisa, come on. Get it together. Stop being so tired. Come on. Just moint up. God knew we would be weary. So let's go back to that verse that we said at the very start, right? What did we say that we often jump over? Where it says in Isaiah, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. And the Hebrew of wait right there means to look eagerly for, to expect, to hope, right? We have a hope. So church, if you are discouraged this morning, don't feel bad. Don't feel like you have failed. Like we said in that message, are you tired? Probably, right? Probably most of us are tired here, or if not, we will be. And like that first said so many times, we can be weary. But our hope is not in our strength. This week, churches, you go what? Your hope is not on you being able to work at all light. You being that better Christian. You being that better parent. You being that better friend, that better wife or husband, that better um, employee, whatever it may be. Yes, we have a part to play, right? Like the eagle, we have to raise our wings. We have to fly close to the sun. But our hope is in Christ. Amen, church? He wants us to be able to soar That is his longing for each one of you this morning, for each one of us. He has great plans for us. He wants us to soar, to be like the eagle, soaring above. Amen, church? Amen. Thank you, everybody. Amen. Maybe as you were going through, I'm glad that we didn't name this, like, something about an eagle, because I think 
you guys would have just checked out really early. But the are you tired probably really drew you in. That's me. I'm so tired. Like, I went to sleep really late last night. And, like, as I was sleeping, like, I managed to, like, hurt myself while I was sleeping. Like, I woke up with, like, my shoulder, my elbow was hurting, my back was hurting, my, my knee was hurting from sleeping. <laughs> the kids didn't get the memo this morning that mom and dad were going to be coming to church to share the message. We didn't glide in here. We got here. Maybe you find yourself here, physically in church or here in a moment. Quoting you too, maybe you're stuck in a moment and you can't get out of it. Maybe your desire Your desires aren't meeting up with your reality. Those prayers still haven't been answered. Things have gotten worse. Maybe everything's great. There are always storms and situations on the horizon, right? They're always moving through. Yesterday, super bright, 2 p.m., I'm outside on the deck. 2.30, it's raining, downpour. I had clothes out that I was trying to get dry. I had to bring, I had to bring them back. There would be that person. Like, if you're washing clothes, you dress a certain way when you're washing clothes because, like, you put everything that's good. So you didn't want me running out on the deck. I'm like, okay, here we go. But there I was, exposed in the rain. Sometimes, man, it just, keeps, it just gets on us. Today, I hope, I hope that you don't find yourself like a seagull or a turkey vulture or a parrot or a chicken, but you can tap into what God has called you to be, and that's to soar like an eagle, to be the top of the top. Church, I'm going to ask you to stand. Can you stand with me? And before we pray, I, I think that there's just... There's some stuff that just needs to be settled amongst you and God. What's hindering me right now from soaring? Where's the disconnect? So we're just going to get quiet. We're just going to pray. Have time to do work. In the midst of all the things that are going to happen the moment you leave here today, 
from the groceries to the this to the that to the going back and being in those crowds and those people. The gift of being in the Lord's presence and quiet is a precious one. There any five? today, Father. Right now, Father, I pray, Lord, that we would shake our feet, shake our hands, knowing that shackles are no longer binding us, Father. I pray, Lord, right now, Lord, that we would know that the work that you're doing in us and for us, Father, no man can take credit for, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that you know us by name, that you are in the bringing back to life business, Father. It didn't stop at Lazarus. So, Lord, I pray right now for everyone here. generational curses are breaking right now, Father. 
right now they're breaking. Lord, I pray right now for the ear to hear the shattering of those things that are breaking. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon. with us so I shall boldly go I pray Lord for a boldness in this house I pray for a boldness to fall upon every man and child in this space a boldness that trusts out that seeks out you above it all that knows you father I pray for giddiness joy spirit father I pray for a different kind of praise to break through in this place father I pray for a praise to linger outside of this room father to go into our cars to go into our homes to start reverberating Lord through the atmosphere of where we are I pray for a changing of the guard in each of our lives today father I pray that the old thing is old and disgusting I pray that we seek the new thing that you say you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, church. Give him praise. So, if there are um, anyone here that you may not know the Lord, or maybe you got to recommit, maybe today, man, I've heard some things that I need to tap into and reconnect to, just repeat after me. We all repeat after me. Not because I want people to repeat after me, but let's just do it, right? The Lord says that, man, today is a new day. Not yesterday, not next, not last week, not a month ago. Today's a new, I want to tap into the new of all today, right? Like I want the burger, the fries, the milkshake, the dessert. I want it all. So repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you today trusting that you are the Lord and Savior of my life. And Father, I accept what you, what you paid on the cross. I accept you as the Lord and Savior of my life. I won't look back and I won't go back. For I know now that the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give him a shout of praise. Maybe you prayed that prayer for the first time, 21st time. Hey, I'm going to ask you to do something. We have books that we would love to give to you guys, free resources. But man, can you find someone today before you leave here to talk to about your decision? We are best in community with one another. I tried to do a lot of this by myself and I failed. It wasn't until I got around brothers and sisters that helped me. I want to welcome up someone who helped me. Pastor Rick, can you come up here? 
Thank you. Thank you both, Pastor Kevin and Pastor Lisa. That was fascinatingly anointed and interesting. Let's hear it for our, our children's pastors. So well done. Well, I'm here to uh, really help us continue worshiping the Lord and honoring him with our tithes and offerings and our giving. You, you can sit for a second. And one of the things that Pastor Lisa said that really arrested my soul was full potential. And I heard something the other day on, an, on Instagram. And it was a Christian guy who was uh, talking about a, a couple different stages of a relationship with the Lord, which is what we've been talking about for some, quite some time. And he challenged the viewer, me. He said, is Jesus part of your life? It's one, one level. Is Jesus number one in your life? And I kind of aspire to that one, you know. Number one's number one. And then he said, no, 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 no. He, he shouldn't be number one on a list. He should have a separate category. The real question is, is Jesus your life? And I think there's a great application here to all areas of our life, but particularly to our giving. Is he our life in giving? Is he our steward of what he's given us? The ability to earn, the ability to disperse. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord from your wealth of the first fruits of your produce. I don't think there are too many farmers in here. And that word produce is really what you earn from the earth, your work, your vocation. And if we honor him in this way, our full potential, because the last part of that verse is, so that your barns will be full. Reach your full potential. It's not a part of our life. And I love the fact, not number one, when you put it up against, he is our lives. There's several different ways that you can give. You'll see envelopes and little stools around the sanctuary. You can fill them out and deposit them on your way out at the golden kiosks at the doors. You get your phone out and you open up your camera to the QR code. It'll take you right to where you can give. And you can also give automatic giving. It takes the decision, the weekly or monthly decision that you're giving. And it puts the kingdom of God first in your daily habits. So thank you again. I got to say one thing. Go birds. Go birds. I've been wanting to say it all, all day, so I got the mic. All right, let's, let's, let's pray. And it's going to be a combination of prayer, our giving, and also leaving this place a lot wiser than we came. Father, we just thank you that we want to honor you today with our giving. We thank you for the generosity of everyone in this room. But Lord, we want to reach our full potential. And we thank you for a, just a wonderful time with pastors Kevin and Pastor Lisa. They've enriched us dearly, and we just thank you for Connect. We thank you for the gift of your son and the free gift of salvation. And we go here wiser than we came and we thank you for that and it's in Jesus name we pray amen